Thanks for listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast where we bring you the news you won't hear on mainstream media. New episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. Visit our website at www.politicalnewspodcast.us. Be sure to follow us on all platforms. We are on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcast, and many more. Now here is your host, the Kentucky Guy. Yep, that's right. It's me, the Kentucky Guy, here hosting the Red Pill Current News Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for today's episode. Before we get to that, I did want to let you know that we are switching up our platform a little bit. Uh, We are still going to bring you the news each and every time we're up. We're always going to keep you informed on what's really happening, not only in America, but as our world as a whole. Uh, however, we do have a lot of different things going on right now. We have authors coming on and doing interviews. We have mediums coming on and doing interviews. We have other podcasters coming on. We have comedians coming on. So we are changing it up just a little bit uh, because we want to appeal to a wider variety of audience. So if you guys like the platform and how it's going, you can always leave us feedback or even If you want to be a part of the show one day and be a guest on here and have your own interview, you can do that too. Just drop me a line at OLKentucky spelled out 99 at yahoo.com. OLKentucky 99 at yahoo.com. Come and join the fun. It's all about all of us working and helping each other throughout this crazy time in America. Once again, I'm the Kentucky guy. I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you, and as always, God bless, and God bless this country. All right, and welcome to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. I'm your host, the Kentucky Guy. Hope everybody's having a fantastic Saturday today. Uh, we are doing, be- it's a beautiful day here in the great state of Kentucky. Uh, I did have a special guest lined up uh, for today's show. However, something must have came up, but uh, I'm sure she'll come back on. She's been on the show before, uh, so we will uh, make, hopefully everything's all right and uh We'll get her back on as soon as we can. So uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, uh, be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. We are on all major platforms, including iHeartRadio, Pandora, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google, and the list goes on and on. Also for you wrestling fans, oh yeah, and today's a big day in wrestling. It is. Uh, actually, the uh, elimination, no, Extreme Rules pay-per-view today. Uh, yes, and uh, we should find out who the White Rabbit is. But I do co-host Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast with my co-host, Donnie Cage. And we drop new episodes there every Monday and Friday. Uh, last episode, last night, we actually made our Extreme Rules predictions. 
that episode is up and running now if you want to take a look and, and listen at that uh also next friday uh we will have a uh, special guest back with us former professional wrestler who is getting ready to have two matches coming up soon uh two of his last final matches uh and that is uh uh the host of buzzing with marlowe warren marlowe so looking forward to that uh let's see here we do drop new episodes here every wednesday and saturday uh, if you ever want to visit the uh, website, you can always go to politicalnewspodcast.us, politicalnewspodcast.us. Also, the new book is out. Uh, you can check that out at Amazon uh, for a paperback copy, e-copy. You can get at Barnes & Noble, everywhere else uh, that you can possibly think of, COBOL, and that is America, the land of the sleeping. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, we won't have a very long episode today, but I did was able to pull some stuff together because I think it's important to uh, keep on track with what we're talking about. There's so much going on right now and so many questions up there, up in the air. So let's get into the geopolitical, political, economic collapse news. Uh, all right, so... Here is a topic that I have not, I've actually on purpose uh, stayed away from on the podcast because I don't know, well, uh, I didn't have enough knowledge and we, and the research that we kept getting on it uh, was, uh, I, I don't know how to put, uh, it was everywhere else. Everybody was talking about it. Everybody had, was it was just a repeating uh what everybody else was saying. And if you guys know that I like to be a little bit different, uh, I don't like to uh, repeat what other, and I'm talking about uh, uh, other people that host shows like, like this one, you know, uh, political shows or news stories that uh, aren't on CNN and MSNBC. Anyways, it was all recycled uh, uh, research, but I was able to, uh, thanks to the help uh, with a couple people on the team, I was able to find out a little bit of information that I hadn't heard of before. And basically the topic of this first article, uh, well, I call it, it's not really an article. I call it, I call it that. It's <laughs> the first topic, I guess you could say, uh, is the uh, Nord Stream sabotage. And I've got in big bold letters, could, could Joe Biden be responsible so as we all know, the latest sabotage of Russian pipeline, right, which would have enriched, enriched the uh, Russian economy, cemented their energy influence in Europe, comes after countless threats from the Biden officials promising to render it non-operational. Now, here's one of the reasons why I didn't touch this, because Biden, okay, so he throws this threat up, right? but. Biden is the one that opened the pipeline back up for him. Trump had this shut down. Uh, and we all know that Biden's crooked. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'll just, I'll just, I'll give you the research. You make up your own mind. Uh, miles away from Midtown Manhattan and all the other uh, UN buildings, uh, this building referred to by residents as a quiet giant is far by the tallest and most 
uh, on a structure in the quad neighborhood of Riverdale. Uh, they reportedly uh, spied filled uh, behemoth has served all types of U.S.-Russia relations uh, throughout the years, from the Cold War to the collapse of the Soviet Union to the expulsion of Russian diplomats uh, that happened in the uh, wake of Barack Obama's election uh, to the largely media uh, in, uh, intel fabricated narrative of Russiagate or the idea that Russia was behind uh, the rise of former President Donald Trump. <laughs> Russia, Russia, Russia. Uh, but now, what's happening inside the uh, innermost hallways and conference rooms of this Russian diplomatic high-rise most likely concerns uh, the last alleged sabotage or attack against one what was going to be one of the most precious assets of the Russian economy, the Northern Stream Pipelines, uh, which carries valuable natural gas from Russia to Germany. Germany would have relied on these precious energy suppliers supplies as the cold winter approaches. The pipeline would have contributed billions upon billions of dollars to the Russian economy. And many people are wondering if the U.S. attacked the pipeline as a part of the U.S. proxy war against Russia. Once again, I'm just going to read you the research that was given to me that I've kind of tweaked a little bit and made it more uh, episode friendly. Uh, and you make up your own mind on, on, these, on this. Uh, I've got my own thoughts on it. So, uh, As soon as it happened, the Polish prime minister... The highest-ranking official in Poland was quick to declare it a deliberate act of sabotage undersea covert terrorism. Quote, Today, we, we are also dealing with the act of sabotage. We do not know the details of what happened yet, but we can clearly see that, is an, that it is an act of sabotage, he said. So if we're looking for prime suspects, it's best first to consider those which parties specifically threatened such attacks in the past. Earlier this year, Joe Biden explained that if Russia were to go to war with Ukraine, he would take out the pipelines. This is a quote from Sleepy Joe. If Russia invades, that means tanks of troops or tanks or troops crossing the border of Ukraine again, there will be there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We will bring it to an end is what Joe Biden said. So here's the thing. Joe Biden makes a lot of threats that he doesn't stand behind. I just want to put that out there. And he's the guy that turned this pipeline back on for Russia after it was off for three and a half years. Just want to add that little tidbit in there. Uh, during the press conference, a reporter asked Biden how the U.S. will carry out such an action since the project uh, is, is within Germany's control. I promise you, this is a quote by Sleepy Joe, I promise you, 
we'll be able to do it. Biden responded. Maybe it's just a coincidence. But another high-ranking U.S. official also stated the same exact thing. Victoria Nolan, an official at the State Department, explained that if Russia invades Ukraine, the pipeline will cease to deliver gas to Germany and cease to support the Russian economy. Quote, With regard to Nord Stream 2, we continue to have a very strong and clear conversations with our German allies. And I want to be clear with you today, if Russia invades Ukraine, uh, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward, she promised. So, and what makes it seem like a military act against the pipeline was, in fact, the uh, unanimous, 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 unanimous U.S. position. <laughs> Can't even read my own writing. Uh, Senator Ron Johnson explained that the Biden administration needs to take action against Norden Stream that will prevent it from ever being operational. On top of this, Radek Shirosky, a Polish politician, tweeted right after the pipelines blew up. He tweeted, Thank you, USA. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they want us to believe we're going to war. A nuclear war, by the way. Yeah. So, uh, When attempting to discern which party is responsible for any type of attack, one question is more important than others. Who has the most to gain from the result of the attack? The answer is obvious. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken explained the destruction of Nord Streamline Pipeline provided the U.S. with a tremendous opportunity to once and for all eliminate Europe's uh, dependence on Russian energy and provide Europe with American natural gas. But they won't. They won't. I mean, this guy's an idiot. They're not going to do it. Not this regime, not this administration. Uh, they shut down our pipeline. We could have already been doing that in Canada. We would have had millions and billions if Trump would have been in office and Biden would have got in there under China's authority, his little puppet tears, and uh, shut everything down and cost all the American jobs and everything. We would have had millions and billions of uh, barrels already exported out to our uh, European allies. So I, I don't know. I don't know where this guy's. I don't know what he's trying to prove. They're trying to make it look like we sabotaged the prop line, the pipeline. Now we're going to have a war with Russia. That's what they want you to believe. That, that that's the scare tactic. Their little monkeypox isn't working. COVID COVID nineteen's done. Nobody believes it anymore. Uh, there's not. They have nothing else. They have China. China can't afford to attack Taiwan. They don't have the money. Their economy's broke. It's not happening. So they can't depend on that now. They've got to have something. The midterms are coming. they got to hold on to what little power they have left. Historically, is there any president of this? Or 
Is it a uniquely Biden move to damn millions of innocent people to a cold and energy-scarce winter simply to punish Russia? Thomas Reed, a former U.S. uh, Air Force secretary who was in the Ronald Reagan's National Security Council, disclosed what he called just one example of the CIA's cold-eyed economic warfare against Moscow in a memoir he published in 2004. In this book, Reid disclosed with the CIA's approval that in 1982, the United States intelligence uh, apparatus added a Trojan horse to pipeline management software that the Soviet Union obtained from a company in Canada. Quote, the pipeline software that was supposed to control the pumps, uh, turbines, and valves was programmed to fail, resetting pump speeds and valve settings to produce pressure far above uh, acceptable, uh, far above those acceptable of the pipeline. Uh, the result was the most monumental non-nuclear explosion and fire ever seen from space. So pipeline attacks against Russia from the U.S. really aren't that far-fetched. They've happened before. Uh, There's another gentleman, Professor Jeffrey uh, Sachs of Columbia University, explained on the Bloomberg News, give credit to them, uh, that he believed that the attack was a calibrative action by the U.S. and Poland and explained experts... Uh, that he speaks to overwhelmingly agree with him. Quote, I know you're not supposed to say this. It goes against the narrative. The Columbus uh, professor told Bloomberg, Vladimir Putin has called for, called the incident unprecedented sabotage and an act of international terrorism. So there you go. Now they've made Putin mad. I don't think they done it. I don't think the, I don't, I don't, I just, I just don't. Biden's such a weak president and I know he's got handlers, but I, I just, that's my feeling. I want you guys, well, I wanted you to listen to it. That's why I didn't give any opinion until after I read it all. You guys come up with your own opinion on it, do your own research. But, uh, I don't. I think this is a scare tactic. There is so much right now, uh, going on. And, I mean, the midterms are weeks away now. We're not months anymore. We're weeks away. And, you know, as crazy as it sounds, they were heading, like I told you, I've seen the playbook. I know the playbook. Uh, and that's and that's not just a, uh, you know, a punchline or anything. I, I, I've read it. Uh, what I believe is the playbook. I mean, very, very strong sources. Uh, sent to me uh, a long time ago. But anyways, uh, nuclear war is a part of the playbook of the elites. It's a part of uh, uh, issuing in the Great Reset and the New World Order. And and uh, it's the third tier. So what do you mean, Kentucky guy? What, what do you mean the third tier? So here's the thing. The first tier was COVID. 
that was to get you a virus. They didn't come out and call it COVID. Uh, they called it a virus. Uh, man-made virus that caused us to, it was, it was kind of a role-playing, uh, and it's sad, so many people died from it, but it, it's kind of like, it was a test to see if we would give up our sovereignty, stay in our homes, not go to work, let the government support us, and uh, wear a mask, and stay away from people. You know, I mean, they say six feet apart in public places, but they didn't want you around anybody in your home. Think about it when COVID first started. It's not make-believe. So that was the first one, right? That was the first tier. The second tier, uh, the second tier was actually supposed to believe, uh, supposed to be an alien type invasion. Now, before you click off the channel or turn us off, Think about it for just a second. I am not saying that there's aliens out there. I'm saying this was tier two of their scare tactic. Okay? And when I say that, just think about it for just a moment. All these years, all these years, up until the last couple, now even the Pentagon is saying, yes, there's UFOs. Yes, we've encountered other life species. Why do you think they started releasing that now? I don't even think it's true, but I, I'm just saying, why Why are they putting that out there now? Why? Because they were building to the, the problem is, they were building to the alien invasion as tier two, right? <laughs> but too many people, they, see, they really made a mistake. First of all, Trump woke uh, woke a lot of people up. The 2020 election really woke a lot of people up. And then uh, Joe Biden fast-tracking the uh, elite's agenda for a new world order and the Great Reset has really done the job. It's backfired on them and woke even more people up. So people are awake now and they're paying attention. And, and you know, this alien invasion idea, this is not new. Like, I'm not dreaming this up. I, I read this and... It's, it's been news for a while, but enough people now are talking about it to where they couldn't pull it off. They could not pull it off. Why do you think, and you're, if you haven't seen this report, you will, because I'm sure, I can promise you, that uh, mainstream media is going to run with this hard uh, as soon as they get it, if they're not already. Like I said, I don't watch them so that often at all, just to see uh, if I hear something and I want to see, and I know if I watch them, I just got to believe the opposite. That's kind of how I watch them, but I don't watch them at all, hardly. Uh, but anyways, uh, if they're not running with it yet, but the United States has ordered millions and millions of nuclear suits for their residents. Millions and billions of them. Huh. New York, a few months ago, had a drill, a nuclear, not a tornado, not an earthquake, uh, not a tsunami you know, a nuclear drill. New York City did. That's tier three. It always has been. If one and two don't work, and then we're going there. So I personally think that that's what this is. Uh, I don't think 
I don't even think Biden had the guts to uh, to pull any triggers at all. Once again, he's the one that turned it back on. It was off. He turned this pipeline back on. Wake up, guys. He turned it back on. Why would he blow something up that he turned back on? And how many threats? You know, I, I read that thread, his quote. And you, once again, make your own decision. But I read his quote there on the threat that he made. How many threats has he made? Seriously, and not done anything about it. He's threatened me. I'm a mega supporter. I believe in putting America first. Uh, just because you're a mega supporter does not mean you're a Trump supporter. Uh, I beg to different anybody uh, who wants to argue that. Yes, he's the first one who said it, but there are a bunch of candidates now and a bunch of good people uh, that want to put American values first. And Biden called us all domestic terrorist on national television in one of his speeches where he tried to look like he was Mr. Devil himself with the Satan red background and what have you. He's done nothing on that. Sure, sure, sure. He's, uh, he's, he's, uh, he unleashes his, uh, FBI guys on, on high profile people, but you know, he, he's so weak. He's not doing it is what I'm getting at. This is Barack Obama's third term, and China leads the White House. Don't ever doubt it. They lead Biden's White House. I don't think Biden's in control. I don't think that he is the uh, commander-in-chief over our military. And I just don't believe that he done this. I don't believe he had the authority to do it. Well, what do you mean, Kentucky guy? He's the president. He's a fake president. I've said it from the beginning. There is a shadow government happening. Don't ever doubt it. All you have to do, all you have to do is just open your eyes and just think about it. How are there so many things that Biden and his administration do not know about when it comes to special operations? Well, what do you mean? He's, he's, he's the president. What are you talking about? What I'm talking about is when they had the transition team, the transition team, when he took office, the transition team refused. Never heard of this in my life. When somebody's supposed to be the commander-in-chief and the president, refused to tell Biden and his administration any information concerning any current ongoing special operations. Now, boys, if that ain't a big red flag, I don't know what is. If that don't tell you who's really in control, you know, they were panicking so bad. You guys, sometimes we see things and we hear things and it, it just goes over our head because we don't put two and two together. We don't take time. I think a lot more people are doing it now. A lot more people are awake than they were back at the beginning of 2021. But if you go back, last year and you take a look and try to remember uh do you guys remember nancy pelosi and congress on the left on the left not the right on the left wanted to uh take over the 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 box you know it's commander-in-chief the uh the nuclear codes they didn't want biden to have it why is that biden never had it it was never released to him he's not the commander-in-chief 
yeah, he can make threats. Our military boys are going to do this, and they're going to be woke on this. And he can put in stupid policies. Everything he's put in can be reversed really, really fast. Just saying. And it's coming, it's coming time. And for those of you that still think that there's no way any of this is possible because there's no president, uh, there's no president because we're in uncharted waters. Uncharted waters. We've never had, we've never known, we've had it for years, but we've never known of foreign interference in a United States presidential election before. And Trump knew it was going to happen years before it happened. And he set up a way to keep power. But in order for any of it to work, he had to walk away. He had to walk away. The media had us so divided. And there's still, you know, it amazes me. There's still people to this day so just a couple of hours ago, I was on this forum that I go on uh, just to, I don't know, I go on there to mainly look to see what people are saying because it's real people on there. It's not robots or anything. And uh, just kind of feel the pulse of the nation. And uh, there are still, not many, but there's still some. Uh, and I ask them all the time when I see comments like this that are still, you know, bad-mouthing Trump and praising Biden and blah, blah, blah and that crap. And I ask them all the time, I said, I don't know if you're serious or you're just trolling, um, but if you're truly that asleep, and, I, and I'll tell anybody, and anybody listening that agrees with these folks, uh, if you're truly that asleep and can't see what's happening in our nation, then you have a major, it's bloody October, you have a major wake-up call coming. And I got a bad feeling, and I hate to say this, you're going to be left alone and confused. You really are. You're just you're going to be all alone, and you're going to be confused. Just because you dared to think on your own and not be a sheep. Because if you're a sheep right now, and this has nothing to do with the Bible. I'm not talking about that. We have a shepherd. He's in. He's in, he's sitting on the right hand of the Father. I'm not talking. I'm talking about acting like just following along, right here on uh, naturally on God's green earth, and just following the everyday. I done it. I admit to it. It's in my book. I was asleep. I was just going to work every day, coming home. You know, I didn't even want to talk about politics. Didn't care. Somebody start talking about it. I walk away. Uh, I just—I don't want anything to do with it. And love the country. What well, I wasn't unpatriotic. Love the country. Uh, Just—I uh, don't know. It just—it just wasn't my thing. I always felt like, well, you know, we'll put the right person in there. I thought everything was fine. I had no idea about any of this stuff. Nothing whatsoever. And then I changed parties. Barack Obama uh, runs for president. I support him. Hardcore. I used to be a hardcore Democrat, like hardcore, like vote straight down the line, D's. Uh, was for many, many, that's how I was raised. I'll just be honest with you. Uh, it, it is. 
you know, the philosophy was when I was growing up was, and it's completely flipped now, but the Democratic Party uh, was for the poor working man. And the Republican Party was for the rich. That's Well, that's flip-flopped a lot now, hasn't it? <laughs> it's amazing over the last 20-some years how much that's changed. But anyways, I used to be a hardcore Democrat. And Obama ran. And uh, everybody was tired of George Bush. Everybody was tired of wars. Uh, Obama ran on this slogan, it's time for a change. Uh, I bought in. Uh, had a... I never forget this. I was working in the private sector at a call center uh, that year, that election year, and uh, I was so on board. I never really talked about politics before, but I was so on board with this time for a change because I was just wore out hearing about this war and uh, people always upset and losing, you know, people dying and uh, you know this was after nine eleven and you know I just I, I was just I was tired of it. So I remember talking about uh, Obama in the time of change uh, for uh, at work at this call center I was working at, and uh, I was talking to a couple other supervisor. I was a supervisor back then, and uh, talking to a couple other ones about it. And I was like, "Yeah, you know, I really like that debate he put on last night." That so this guy, uh, I won't mention his name. Uh, he probably listens to the podcast. He's a, he's a good friend of mine, uh, and he comes up to and i didn't really know him then and uh he goes you're wrong about that guy and i said what do you mean you're wrong he said dude he goes he goes you're 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 wrong about him he's not what he's acting to be and he had this shirt on right uh a reagan ronald reagan shirt that says uh old time conservative or something like that i'll never forget this and i seen that shirt and i didn't even know what a conservative was seriously i'm a grown man uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, uh, I think I've been a supervisor in that company for like two years already. Uh, I had no idea what a conservative, I didn't know what that meant. I'm honest with you. And, uh, so he says that to me and I disagree. We disagree. We disagree. Election night comes. Obama wins. Uh, <laughs> uh, I come to work and I said, yeah, I said, uh, well, he won. I go, your worst nightmare. He goes, yes, it is. He goes, let me know how you feel about this guy in two years. And he walked away. I remember this, this guy, we're friends now, but we weren't, we, we were acquainted. We worked together, but we weren't what I call friends, right? So anyways, uh, Obama's in there for a year and I'm like, man, oh man, you know, gas is going up and things are happening. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, okay, you know, maybe, uh. You know, maybe it's growing pains. Maybe he is paying for, because I kept hearing it on mainstream media, he's paying for uh, George Bush's mistakes, right? And then his second year, uh, uh, no, his third year, uh, I started hearing stuff like Muslim Brotherhood, and uh, he's going on this trip around the world. To apologize for how racist we are all through history to other countries. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. This isn't the change promise that he was talking about. So I immediately, and I'm not going to say that uh, this, this gentleman that I'm talking about, that we hadn't talked 
uh, in the three years, because I'm sure we did, like, passing by, but we hadn't, like, sat down and actually had a conversation. But I sought him out. Once I seen what was going on, I was like, I want to know what this guy's talking about. Because he told me, uh, come, uh, he actually said a year, I think. He goes, let me know how you feel about him in a year. Uh, so I think I said two years at, uh, at first, but it was a year. So I was like, yeah, it's like, you know, he's still with the company too. Uh, he's actually a super, I'm actually at this time, I'm the operations manager of the call center and he is actually, that's why we talk. Uh, and he is actually a supervisor underneath me. Right. So, uh, I call him into the office and, uh, I start talking to him. I said, man, I said, I want to talk about something. Uh, I said, I know we're not supposed to really because they, they frowned on talking about politics or religion at work i said but uh i just i want to get your advice on something and he's like that's my favorite subject you know he's a former military marine uh he you know he got hurt over there uh he used to be the guy unfortunately uh when uh he played the taps at funerals and things like that uh anyways uh so he comes in, he goes, no, man, he says, my favorite subject. He goes, if we disagree, he goes, we've disagreed before. We're not going to get in any argument or anything. I said, you're right. I said, but right now I want to listen. I said, I don't want to disagree. I said, tell me what you meant about Obama. I said, why were you so against him? Is it just because you're a Republican? He's like, man, he goes, I'm not really a Republican. He goes, I'm a conservative. I go, I don't know what that means. I've never seen that on the ballot. I don't know what that means. And so he goes into it and he explains it to me. And then he starts saying words like Macharian candidate, things of that nature that I'd never heard before. And he gave me a couple websites. And he goes, I just want you to go look. He goes and uh, do some research on this. He didn't say research. He says, I want you to go look it up uh, and see what you find out. And I was like, yeah, 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 I will. So I did because I was heavily involved at that time because I, I knew something was not right. So he actually was the one that got me started on this path when it comes to uh, not believing anything that I hear and looking it up myself. And I'm very appreciative of him uh, for doing that. And he knows that he's, he's played a, a major part in, in what I do now and, and so forth. But, uh, yeah, so Obama, uh, so I switched to uh in in uh let's see i think it was 20 uh 2012 no 2014 no 2012 i switched to the republican party couldn't could not uh could not handle him could not handle him or joe biden uh for another four years so i I worked hard to try to get him. It, I, it was a failing effort, <laughs> but uh, I worked hard to try to, uh, you know, to, he, he definitely didn't win Kentucky that year. Let's put it that way. So anyways, uh, time goes on and Mitt Romney, uh, I done some research on him. I'm like, man, this Republican Party is just as bad as the democratic party almost i mean george bush i done some looking into him and i'm like whoa you know these these they're all the same they're all the same they're all the same so then in 2014 
uh, I made up my mind that uh, the gentleman I'm talking, his name, uh, we'll call him Jay. Uh, Jay, from work, uh, convinced me more and more to look into Reagan and some of the good people, uh, the conservative people, um, you know, at this time. And this was before Trump ever announced that he was running or anything like that. I actually wasn't even working at this company when Trump decided to run. This company was no longer in business. Uh, so in 2014, uh, I started looking at it, and then ever since then, I've considered myself a Christian conservative. So that's a little bit of a roadmap. Uh, sorry, I got on tra- uh, off track here. I just wanted to kind of give you guys an idea of why uh, I wanted to give you an idea of uh, that I don't just throw uh, anything against the wall to see if it'll stick. So if I'm mentioning this pipeline and I'm telling you the connections that I've made, um, it's all through it's all through research uh, and through work. And once again, I'm not doing this by myself. I couldn't. I could not. I could. I mean, I done. <laughs> hold on a second. Um, I did do it by myself for a long time at the beginning. Uh, however, uh, I couldn't give you this much information two times a week instead of just one uh, by myself. Couldn't, couldn't happen. So, anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Uh, you've been listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast with your host, the Kentucky Guy. And as always, God bless. And God bless America. Thank you all.